Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops and you're listening to my show Journey into an Unknown World. Well, I've made 70 shows in the two and a half years and I hope you've had every opportunity to download them from iTunes. If you're actually looking at webtalkradio.com my page, you're going to see some links below. There's Facebook and LinkedIn and all those kinds of things and one for iTunes. And I strongly advise you, if you're really interested in my work and the things that I have to share, that you might go to iTunes and download all my free podcasts. I have a favor to ask you. If you are someone who's been listening and following me for all the time, in other words, all 70 shows or even the last 20, I would dearly appreciate it if you would go to my website, sumaricenter.com, that's S for sugar, U-M for mother, A-R-I-S for sugar again, so sumaricenter, C-E-N-T-E-R.com, and uh, put your email name, um, I assure you your email will be safe with me, but I would like to be able to write to you personally and find out what you think about the show, get feedback, and also offer you a free reading. Yes, if you go and put your name there and your email, I will give you a free 15-minute reading. That's a very good offer because I'll give you a lot of detail and you will be able to download it because it'll be audio and uh, keep it and let it help you continually um, throughout the coming year. Okay, having said that, I have chosen to work with energy. You probably already know that we have vortices of energy all over the world that are electromagnetic. In other words, you go there, you can feel your body tingling, you can feel energy moving around you. There are even places on the earth where everything goes in the opposite direction. It's quite weird, actually. You feel like someone small suddenly becomes big, balls roll uphill instead of downhill, and of course, we all wonder how it happens. Well, the bottom line is, whatever is going on with the electromagnetic polarity of the Earth, there are places all over the Earth where energy actually interacts in of itself, creating a different energy that can be seen to be abnormal. But is it really abnormal? The bottom line is that we need energy to go in reverse here and there in order to stop the earth from wobbling or stop the places that you might visit to see this kind of thing happening uh, from deteriorating. In fact, many of these vortices where everything is anti-gravitational, we find a lot of mineral in the ground mineral where there is iron and different sources of other minerals together can create energy that will affect the earth and will affect us. Of course some of you will have listened to my shows on crystal acupuncture and pterogram therapy and I've already described there how we need to polarize our own energy, balance the energy of our five bodies and uh, you know, bring those chakras into harmony by making sure the vortices of energy within the chakras are rotating at the right speed. But let's now talk 
on a universal level. Let's talk in a sense of the oneness. Let's talk in sense of quantum entanglement, which was my latest book. And I do want to thank all of you who have bought it and read it. And I would again love to get feedback about that book and how reading what I've written there has helped you and caused you to shift your point of view. So let's come back not only to the mountains and the trees and all these things that are creating energy. For example, trees are creating oxygen for us to breathe. Without them, we'd probably suffocate. So what am I really coming on about? I'm talking about the earth itself. Deep inside the earth is magma. There is also iron deep inside the earth. And we are by the very source of our existence, connected through that core to all the other planets that are moving in our solar system. As well, of course, as the influence of the solar flares that are affecting our surface of the world at this time. Earth is shifting constantly. It's moving a little bit in some direction somewhere. We know about the plates that cause the uh, rise and fall of mountains or of oceans and tidal waves. We know about earthquakes, all these kinds of things. And of course, when they do happen, they scare us because they're so mighty in their form that we have no way of being able to protect ourselves from it other than to hide in a safe place and wait until it's all over. I am today bringing to your attention the fact that this earth is in a shift mode just as we as humans are in a shift mode. In other words, as above, so below. In my book, Quantum Entanglement, a paranormal point of view, I talk about the ebb and flow of energy. Just think of an ocean. The tide comes in, it sweeps into your awareness a lot of debris, some of which might even end up being useful to you. And once it's brought something to you, then it will go out, the tide will go out, and whatever is left there is taken away from you. Well, the world is doing the same in terms of our economical, social, physiological, and practical ways of living. Things are being brought to you by unexpected people, situations, and so on, while other things are being taken away from you. Of course, we all have our mindsets about what we think we really want to keep and what we really think we need, which sometimes turns out to be an eyesore instead of being helpful. When I was very young, my grandpa took me out into a field. He had a very simple dowsing piece of wire that he had made out of my grandma's knitting needles at the time. He taught me to walk across the field. In my mind, I was to think about some kind of metal pipe under the earth and to allow my energies through psychometry to feel me attuning to this pipe. Being only seven and eight years old, I wasn't really sure exactly what he meant, but I was ready to try. I had to hold the little needle up in the air and walk forward in any direction that I wanted to. After walking around the field a little way, it wasn't long before I started to feel that this needle was pulling downwards within my hand until finally it pointed down at the earth. 
when I stopped and said to my grandpa, Is this the place? He laughed and said, Well done, you are a dowser. Well, of course, I didn't know what dowsing was, and later he went on to explain it. Over the years, I have been able to douse maps, find gold mines, find areas that are going to have an ocean earthquake versus land earthquake. I've been able to find lost children. I've worked with the police in finding information that led to finding murdered victims. So my point here is to say that dowsing is an achievement not only to the energies of the earth and what the earth is doing, but also to one another. Now let us think about energy for a minute. Let's go back in time. Just say let's go back 300 years. 300 years ago there wasn't any machinery to think of. People were working the fields with simple tools. They were relying on horses to pull along their plows. They were relying upon tradesmen to come by with their horses and carts to bring them new materials or new vegetables or something that was growing in another part of their country. Many were getting into ships and sailing across the ocean to find some way to become a merchant and of course the world began to do and of course the world began to unite in a very small way. For thousands of years people have been travelers. They have been messengers. They have brought news of things happening in faraway places. Many men went abroad to fight wars for different reasons. Their wives and families were left behind wondering how their loved one was doing so far away. They were not gone for months. They were gone for years. So how do we feel today knowing that our loved ones can go to war, serve a term of one year and be home in the blink of an eye by riding on a plane and getting home in a few hours. How do we feel about knowing that we can sit in front of a computer and find all sorts of information that can awaken us to many situations going on around the world? How do we feel knowing that we can pick up our phone, call someone, watch them on the video as well, have a nice little chat, exchange whatever news we have and then happily cut ourselves off and go on our way knowing that our loved one is safe, knowing that our family are all busy doing whatever they're supposed to do and that we are free to get on with whatever we need to do. All of this is amazing. All of this is technology that is helping us to make this world seem to be an even smaller place. Isn't it marvelous? Maybe not. You see, all these things that we use today are technical and useful, but they are also electrical. They are sending out impulses, impulses that affect our aura and through our aura into the imbalance of our chakras and from there into our body, which becomes out of balance to the point of illness manifesting. But more importantly, what happens is 
our brain is in chaos trying to manage all these different energies that are pounding our bodies. Let me talk about the ocean for a minute. Everyone wants to go to the ocean. It feels really clearing when we go there. We can breathe deeply. All the ions that are there by the ocean are negative. What does that mean? They don't allow particles of dust to attach to these ions. They are clean. They are clear. We can breathe them in and feel recharged. We can go up into the mountain and meditate there. And we can find that we are equally happy as we breathe in those ions, sensing our bodies becoming healthier, stronger, and more vital. Now, if we switch around and we go into downtown of some city, then we begin to become aware of the positive ions. Positive ions are little round things, shall we say, just to imagine it with lots of little bits of dust stuck on it. And these are bad for us. We begin to get allergy. We begin to sneeze and cough. We soon feel our digestive system is not working productively. And before we know where we are, we are sensing that we feel mentally depressed, emotionally insecure, and our body is sick. Well, it's not a nice space to be in, is it? Now let's think about the whole of a major town. As we look across the horizon of any major town, we will see skyscrapers. They have glass windows that reflect the sunlight from building to building. Along with that, they reflect energy that comes from heat that is billowing out of factories and other places that generate making things for us, such as computers. Everything is contaminating our atmosphere. And we talk about that. We talk about how trees and plants are dying off. We talk about how the bees are not here to pollinate. We talk about how the order of the chain of evolution is broken. But do we really understand that we humans are broken too? Do we really understand that the animal kingdom is breaking down as well? More and more of the species of the wild creatures are dying out and more and more humans are becoming ill with such things as cancer or mental deformities. Our children are being born with difficulties to process their thoughts and their emotions. These youngsters seem to be very up on working with computers, but what is it doing to their brains? What is it doing to their social abilities? Bad things, I'm afraid. When I was a little girl, we could go out in the garden and play. We could play on the block with all our friends. We were safe. We could cross the road without worrying about getting run over because the cars were few and far between. We could use our imagination to wonder about fairies and the dark devils of witchcraft and storytelling that left our imaginations to run wild. Today, 
Our children are exposed to movies that are horrific. Even the storytelling in Disney World movies has changed. Nothing is left to the imagination. Everything is shown to a child and that child learns to believe everything they see. Not everything we see is helpful to us. It crowds our minds with information that is loaded into the subconscious thoughts. There, in picture form and in recorded sounds, just like a tape recorder, each child stores hundreds and thousands, billions and trillions of images that they identify with, as well as all those sounds they've heard. How can they possibly focus on the joys and pleasures of the natural wildlife, the songs of the birds, the little crickets rubbing their legs together late at night, the warmth of the moon and sun as the stars come out and we begin to realize we're part of the earth. It's gone. I was on a train the other day in Japan. I sat down. I thought to myself, I'll sit here and rest a moment and watch people. What did I see them do? One by one, they all got their phones out and they all continued to listen to some show or read their Gmail or whatever mail they have, play games, do all sorts of things just staring at this little iPhone or their Android, <laughs> whatever they have. And, of course, they didn't even notice me staring at them. I deliberately stared at them. I thought perhaps I'd look up and see I'm staring, just to see if I could penetrate their consciousness to make them think what's going on around me. Now, I'm quite powerful and quite clever at doing that, and I have to tell you that they were so closed down on the outside world that they were not able to feel my energy penetrating their aura. What a shame. How many people have you met, noticed and really made friends with versus passed them by and haven't even given them a second thought? Spend time thinking about that. Here again I want to say to you, if you are interested in why this is going on, you might like to pick up a copy or download my ebook, The Rejection Syndrome. You'll read there how we are all trained to believe what someone else thinks we should believe. We're taught to focus on what others believe is important. We're not allowed to start to think about our space and the energy that is hitting our aura constantly. Let's go beyond you for a minute. Let's think about the wind. The wind blows. You know sometimes that when it blows your hair, you feel static electrical impulses running through the top of your head. It feels uncomfortable. You know when there's an electrical thunderstorm, you again feel your sweater or something being charged with that energy. You know that when you rub something nylon on your body, all the hairs on your body stand up. Just by those little examples, I'd like you to think about the fact that factories, businesses that use some kind of mechanical equipment, cars, 
planes, trains, boats and anything else you like to think of are all sending out waves of energy that causes our aura to statically respond and then inwardly to refuse to allow ourselves to share with one another because we feel insecure, unstable and unable to socialize and so we remain immune to the ways of the world and to the improvements that the world needs to go through. Let's take a deep breath here and think about what do you believe the world should look like in 20 years from now? Do you still want to be taking manufactured pills that make you ill? Do you still want to have your politicians saying to you that you cannot change the way your country is run? Do you still want to be fighting in revolution? Do you still want to be arguing with your family about what is right and what is wrong? Never coming to some kind of agreement? I don't think so. I know I don't. So I'm suggesting here on this show that you stop looking at your telephone or cell phones that you stop studying your computer for 24 hours a day, never to get sleep or to get rest, that you start to think about your creative self, you start to think about exercise, you start to think about walking in the parks and climbing mountains and going to the ocean and then make it happen. I also suggest that you start to think about how the energy of the sun can be used for us to have solar power instead of the nuclear power that we have. Since every country has the sun shining down on them, even when it's cloudy, why wouldn't we be using that natural energy to help our world clean up and to run our technology in such a way that we do not cause static electrical impulses or disturb the natural electromagnetic vortices of the world to get ourselves a clean planet. You probably notice sometimes I fall over my words. Yes, I too am affected by the way the energy hits my aura. I constantly have to re-establish the balance within my aura. I use my pterograms, I do my crystal acupuncture regularly, and I make sure I meditate. At the end of each day, I lay flat on my back, in my bed, thinking about all the things I've done. I acknowledge that I've been working on my computer, or that I've been working with someone who's been ill. I acknowledge that I have been influenced by the ways of my world, that is, the areas that I live in, and all the activities that have gone on around me. I focus, I release the energy of that day. I allow my brain to assimilate all the lessons I've learned. I allow myself to congratulate myself that I've achieved so much for that day and then I give myself permission to fall asleep knowing that while I'm sleeping I will refresh the energy of my body, 
my lower emotions and mental attitude and attuned to the harmony of the power that my spiritual self will give me for the coming day. My advice to you is take a look out of your window. Take a look at all the people that you see and don't remember. Get to know them. Socialize. Network. Go to craft classes. Enjoy the pleasures of discovering your talents and skills that you may have up until now, either totally ignored and say you have none, or pick up where you left off and start over again. Yet again, I want to say to you, write to me, Dr. Margaret, RVC at gmail.com. I will answer your questions. I said in the beginning, I will give you a free 15-minute reading. If you go to my website, sumaricenter.com, you'll see it below on webtalkradio.net. Go to my site, fill in your email, your name, write your request there in the box for your free 15-minute audio reading, and I will send it to you within five days. Yes, within five days. Now I get hundreds of requests for readings, so you can imagine how busy I'm going to be when there are over 7,000 people downloading this show every time. So be patient with me if I get swamped. All right, let's come back to the positive and negative ions. If you're in town, then you know you're being bombarded by positive ions with all the dust and particles, etc. Go have a shower each night, wash yourself of all that negativity, clean your hair, breathe deeply, give yourself time to replenish your body. Don't spend your time crunched up in dirty old clothes change. Put creams on your body. Use essential oils. Whatever it is that you need to feel secure, safe and comfortable. If you live by the ocean or up in the mountains, then I'm sure you're very familiar with being able to breathe in wonderfully clear air. But I would ask you, do tend your garden. Do take care of your garbage. Do keep your area pristine so that nature can run free. If you are a farmer and you need to kill wildlife, be sure, as in the Native American style, you honor the life you've taken and you appreciate the body and use it well. Ancient times, everything Every part of an animal was used. It had a purpose. We have often come to a point of killing just for the pleasure of it. I saw a little boy the other day deliberately kill a spider. I asked him why. I said, don't you like spiders? He said, no, I just like treading on them. Well, someone needed to explain to him it was a life and as a life should be valued. The chain of evolution in our species depends on these insects and we should take care of them. Yes, some are poisonous. Yes, some we need to avoid, but that doesn't mean we destroy them. 
nor does it mean that we need to kill animals for their supposedly sacred part. There are still places in this world where people are buying the tusks of animals to grind them down and put them in medicine on the belief that they will charm them into finding their true love or gaining more money, etc., etc. Let us now teach the world that this kind of belief is old-fashioned and not necessary. We can extract the minerals that we need from all the animals that are farmed. We can use that energy to help us build up our own calcium levels and the many minerals that we need. We can return to natural ways if we all agree to do it. I was very surprised to find out that some children recently had no idea that the meat that they were eating was coming from animals. They thought it just came out of the factory. Is ignorance that cut off? Is education not covering and teaching these children about farming, about how we are overpopulated, etc., etc.? Yes, it's time these children were educated educated to realize that whatever they have on their dinner plate or whatever clothes they have on their back or whatever toys and things they use someone somewhere has made it for them and that someone has worked very hard to make it possible for them to have some food on their plate. We need to understand that the world is suffering there are thousands and thousands of people all around the world who have no money, no food, and no hope of work. It is time that we created a chain effect. Quantum entanglement can give us all work, food, and appreciation of our environment if we just stop staring at our iPhones and Android phones and our computers. Please think about this. I've been a bit of a lecturer today, but I hope that you will share this show with as many people around the world as you can. Time is important now. Our space and time is important now. We must learn to use it well. Thank you for listening to me. I hope that you will download all the shows from iTunes and get back to me on my website to get that free reading. So be happy, be well and safe until we meet again. Bye.